Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Book of Caleb. I'm so excited to introduce you to episode 13. What? 13, the unlucky number. Where does the number 13 come from? Um, Who really cares? But it's more about superstition and luck and chance. And what do you think about it? And honestly, how can you use your perception of these things to actually have a better outlook on life? You'd be surprised at what a dumb number like 13 can really do for you. I uh, hope you enjoy this one. I think it's pretty good. And like always, Michael and I do get off on a little bit of a tangent on current events, but we can't help ourselves. So sit back or exercise or go on a walk and enjoy. Lucky number 13 here we go or should i title this 13 the unlucky number this episode which now exclusively the book of caleb will be broadcast on spotify because i just signed a hundred million dollar deal exclusive that starts today lucky me wow um yeah this episode is going to discuss luck and perception on it And I was lucky enough to find someone to banter with about this and bring on the show. Welcome, Michael Caleb, you lucky duck. Well, glad to be here. Um, So we're talking about Andrew Luck? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay, I wasn't really paying attention, but okay. Andrew Luck, the football player for the Colts. Retired in his prime. Remember when he did that? Right before the season started last year? I totally forgot about that. That was nuts. Why did he do that? He's getting too beat up. He was coming off of some injury. Couldn't get over it. All that stuff I understand, like I've talked about, NFL football just destroys your body. That part I get, and he had earned plenty of money. The timing, it literally was like two weeks before the season. Put the Colts in a less than desirable situation. That was the controversial part. If you're going to retire, great. Give a little bit more of a heads up. So that's all. Sure. Yeah, make up your mind, Andrew. But So that kind of is an unlucky situation Mm. if you're a Colts fan, I would imagine, right? It, it kind of was, for sure, yeah. So let's discuss luck. <sighs> what the duck is luck? Michael, do you even know what, like, what do you define or perceive luck to be? What do you think that is? Well, luck, I think uh, <clears throat> people say you make your own luck, but certain things in life are just 100% random and are luck. You don't have control over it. So there's good luck and there's bad luck, um, either way you look at it. But um, a lot of things that people say are luck probably aren't really luck. There is some truth to creating your own luck, for sure. But just let's say you're born in the slums of India. That's bad luck. Let's say you were born and you are Kylie Jenner. Is that good luck? Or maybe (laughs) not. Maybe you need to look more into it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I answered your question at all, but... I talked about luck there. So. Well, I was asking your mm-hmm. opinion of how you, what you perceive luck to be or how you would, like, gauge that. What is luck? Uh, what the duck? There's there's a lot. When you just talk about, oh, man, that's lucky, it gets overused because I think there's a lot of other 
factors or variables that are the reason why something happens. It's not just luck. Not just pure randomness, like Mm -hmm. fell in your lap. No. Okay. So when I looked up what luck was or how it's defined and, you know, looking at your top 10 hits on Google for reference. So this is Wikipedia level at some point. point but luck would be defined as the view of good or bad fortune and how much you subjectively place value on that good or bad fortune that was like the best definition of luck that i found so okay so i was like oh okay so luck is all just how you subjectively Mm -hmm. perceive a circumstance yeah so isn't that kind of funny that it's all just like how you personally are thinking something is like how you gauge like some person might think that they're really lucky that they found a pair of shoes that they wanted on sale while that other person might not think that has anything to do with luck at all like there's so many analogies that you could come up with but it's all just like personal perception of what luck is well that's yeah that's cool and it's 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 uh, it's actually very um i don't know it's interesting it's deep it's it's kind of the human being how much you know your brain and just the state whether you want to look at something one way or look at something the other way and how that can shape the whole way you see your life and life itself so right mm-hmm. and that's what i thought would be like this like healthy practice here is that Sometimes I feel like I can be down on myself or not feel that I'm, or I just perceive like other people like, oh, they're so lucky. They have no idea how good they have it. They were born into this circumstance and they're not taking advantage of it to like their full potential. And if I were in their situation, if I were that lucky to have all this like time or money or whatever that circumstance is, I would be doing this and I would be making a difference better than I am. But that is me subjectively deciding that that person is luckier than I am or has this like better out, like better potential. And that's a huge waste of my time. Well, it's a waste of your time and probably a lot of the things you're thinking are not even accurate because you don't know what's that person, you know. Right. how they perceive how what their subjectivity is um what obstacles are not open to the rest of us that they have to overcome with so yeah there, there's no way to actually say that statement oh they're so lucky they have it so much better than me there's no way to know that and and really like that's a reminder too that like no one has it better than you if you decide to have that mindset which can actually be really healthy versus just the competition or like comparative uh analysis that our like minds can go to pretty like by human nature i feel like that's very natural you know like bigger faster stronger or there's like a competitive nature in all of us or comparative nature well, the grass is always greener, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Yes, exactly. And But that can be just so toxic long term. And if you are exercising your mind and thinking like, actually, no, I can just focus on the value of what I do have and find 
you know, happiness and that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so much better of a life Mm -hmm. than always wanting a little bit more. And what can I do to get that? And well, you see these people on botched. Yes. Yeah. They're not, uh, they're not practicing that. They'll, They'll never be happy. The ones that are just, I just see these people, they look like Michael Jackson, where they get like 30 butt lifts or like 50 boob implants, um, or just so many nose jobs. The nose just, it like falls apart, and it's a Michael Jackson nose. Yeah. But these people are, you know, they obviously they, they're mentally um, disturbed, if you will. But for some reason, when you're talking about that, I was just thinking of that show, Botched. Right. So. Yeah, the, the show is good. It shows a range of people who truly just had like one surgery and it didn't turn out great and so then they're like trying to have another one to correct it and another one to correct that and kind of go on this like downward spiral spiral there's that person on the show and then yes then they have the extreme people who are addicted to surgery or cosmetic procedures and i just want to look like a, a barbie doll they have a lot of people like that on the show too they look like a circus freak so yeah and yes because there's it's never going to be enough as soon as like that procedure that they want is done then it's on to like the next thing that's not quite right like goldilocks uh-huh. right like and it, you'll never get there you'll never like achieve perfection no and so that is another whole level of ooh, just don't go down that road because you just have to have a healthy relationship with yourself and you can't have that if you're trying to achieve perfection no you can't <clears throat> okay so we talked about luck this is a subjective thing so then do you know the difference between luck and chance luck and chance well, just by chance the other day, I was on a walk and a bird dumped right on my leg. You Are you serious? Yeah, and it stained my pant leg. Um, so then I perceived that to be bad luck. Uh, and I was, but I was, what I was are upset. the chances? But what are the chances? I know. So then I was like, <laughs> well, that's a pretty good shot. And maybe it's good luck to get pooped on. I don't know. Um, but yeah, chance and luck, it seems like they're very similar, but I'm sure there's a small difference, which you'll tell me right now. <laughs> That's right, because I also Googled chance to conf- What's the difference between luck and chance? Well, chance was the dog in Homeward Bound. Right. What? And you had to take... Michael J. Fox was the voice on that guy. The voiceover, yes. Yeah. And was there any more to that, or you just needed to point no, that No, chance out? was, uh, yeah, just the dog in Homeward Bound. Yes. It's a hell of a movie. Chance, Shadow, and Sassy. Oh, look at you. Okay. um, Okay, so if luck is like your subjective perception, then chance is the objective reality of random outcomes in the real world. Like, that's why you hear people say, well, what are the chances in reference to a certain circumstance? You might not actually be able to gauge what are the chances, but there are things that, like, actually happen... And then you, you're like, it's just gonna gauging what was the likelihood of that mm-hmm. happening. Well, okay, so if there was a chance, you know, a one percent chance of something happens, but that one percent chance does happen, is that that's luck? Then the, that was a lucky thing. I think so. Yeah. Yes, I would perceive typically, right? Uh-huh. But but no, it doesn't mean that that's lucky, right? What if the circumstance is something like you have a one percent chance of being born without a pinky mm-hmm. finger then 
um, I would kind of perceive that as to be an unfortunate or unlucky yeah. thing, right? Like, okay. there's so there's chance is for anything, and then you perceive of the outcome of that happening how lucky or unlucky it was. Okay. So that settles that yeah, chance that's and luck. It. Okay, good. <laughs> and why I wanted. What made me start thinking about this, too, was because this is episode 13. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> lucky number 13 or unlucky number 13. And then I started diving into a little bit of, like, why... Do you know why 13 is considered an unlucky number? Do you perceive that, Michael, to be an unlucky well, number? Well, I've heard of it, you know... Yeah, Friday the 13th is what always was a thought in my brain. Um but then I remember, didn't Marilyn Monroe, it was like her 13th marriage, um, and on that 13th one, that's when she passed away. Shut up, shut up. I or did I just make that? No, I made that up. Okay, yeah. like, I have never heard that ever, and the fact that that would be your response is absurd. But there's hotels and stuff um, that don't have floor 13, which my dad's hotel is one of them. Okay, so. Yeah. Oh, like, it skips, it goes from 12 to 14. Yes. Yeah. And okay, Michael, so did you know this? In my little research, I have this on my notes. Um, more than 80% of high-rise buildings no. do not have a 13th floor. There you go. And literally, that is only <clears throat> because it's perceived that 13 is an unlucky number. And you didn't even really tell me why. You don't know why 13 is perceived an unlucky number. No, you I said, don't know the actual reason. Yeah, and you said Friday the 13th. Well, mm. where is that stemming from? The number 13. Well, I don't know, Friday the 13th, Jason Warhees was killing people at campsites. So um, from the movie? Sure, yeah. Okay, same as me. That's like, I was like, why do I think, or where did that come from originally in my life? And it's because of those Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. And so that, when I was also Googling, is not why Fri or the number 13, 13 yeah. is perceived to be unlucky in like western culture okay. first of all so that's not this is not even like a thing beyond western culture but um <laughs> the the other funny thing about okay so like friday the 13th though is that can be very like again self-fulfilling of if anything bad happens to you in any thing on friday the 13th you immediately then it's like okay yep friday the 13th it's true it's an unlucky day mm -hmm. so that helps milk that perception that friday the 13th could be an unlucky day yep. there's also like it has an economic impact enough to be that they estimate like a billion dollars a year is lost in like revenue from businesses because people won't fly or go to a restaurant or do things on Friday the 13th. Well, that's mind-blowing. <laughs> but it's not, though, like, when you think about it, because you Everyone know, should have to everyone... wear a mask on Friday the 13th. Sure, a Jason mask. Okay, there which, you go, yeah. Which is like the hockey mask, isn't it? Like a hockey goalie mask is what I imagine. It's a hockey goalie mask. It's the white one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. Yeah. And and so you they estimate it's like a billion, which sounds like a lot, but like there's a couple Friday the 13th a year. A year, typically, yeah. And then this is in the whole world, but Western culture world, so Canada and... Mm. I don't know if they're, like, including Australia and, like, some European countries or, you know, whatever. Okay. It's considered Western culture. I'm not even sure what that all, like, encompasses. So, like, that's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. But it is enough to where they can, like, gauge that, oh, yeah. yes, 
over time. Significant, yeah. Because they're, like, they're, they estimate the United States. Um, this, there's, like, this research center in North Carolina that has to do with, like, people who have superstition disabilities, which would include Friday the 13th phobia, which I don't know, like, the technical medical term for it. But there's approximately like 20 million people they would estimate that have some sort of phobia associated with Friday the 13th. Wow, really? There's like half of the U.S. population right now that has a that are that are germaphobes. There is a germ phobia. Um, yes, in reference to COVID 19. Yeah, there's a bunch COVID? of germaphobes. But anyways, yeah. You think that they're germaphobia level? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. What puts you at that level? Where What are you doing in your life then? Oh, I've done it all. I've gone everywhere. No, I mean what? like a germaphobe. Me? Well, I've always been one to have proper hygiene and to wash my hands and not, you know, if I'm sick to stay home, not to go around sick people, just the common sense stuff. I've always done that. Um, but now, for some reason that's what brought down that's this whole thing and for some reason we had to shut down the economy because people didn't know how to do that on their own you know (laughs) we had to shut the doors and now we're opening 50 percent which is a fail you fail if you do 50 percent restaurant capacity well you're still that's a failing business there's no way a business can survive like that yeah uh this is just i i it's this is like so i don't know i think it's ass backwards and really don't tell me about oh no there'd be this many more people dead if we would have done this earlier and blah, blah, blah. Like I said, if it was like that, then why do we let people eat whatever they want, drink whatever they want, smoke whatever they want? Because they're just killing themselves a lot more than um, the respiratory effects that are taking place with people that are already sick or the very elderly right now. Yeah. So anyways, that's the tangent. But uh, (laughs) my gym's open. I've been hitting it up every day. Got my haircut this week. So things are slowly, I guess, turning the corner. Um, those are really the two things that I cared about um, when it comes to travel and hospitality. That, you know, that's dead on arrival right now. It's going to be for a while. Are they going to cancel the Iowa State Fair? They canceled the Minnesota State Fair. This week, yeah. So I, I'm not looking good for the Iowa State Fair, which is a huge, one of the biggest events of the year, obviously. It's so hard to imagine that that could happen. Um, but it just seems like everything it would be trending towards that direction. Yeah. When is when are things going? Here we are off on this like tangent, but it's just how can you not talk about this stuff? When would things then go back to any like events and normalcy without this eva- like a vaccine? I don't know, but you can go. I mean, and all the other fairs have taken place. They allowed you to you know eat deep fat fried Twinkies. And Oreos. And drink. I guarantee all of that's doing way more damage than, you know, breathing on someone or being six feet closer to someone when you're both healthy individuals. Right. I, I know it is, so. It's, this, this is lunacy. It's, it's lunacy to me. Yeah. So. Is lunacy a word? It's lunacy. It's like just derived from lunatic. Yeah. So I think everyone's a bunch of lunatics out there, and it's creating this lunacy uh, behavior. Yeah. Behavior. We'll have to Google that. It's L U N C or L U N A C Y. Lunacy. It's very lunacy. simple. Lunacy. Yeah. Is it really? You swear it's a word? Yeah, lunacy. 
Okay. So we still haven't even really... Well, just... yeah, where did this drive from, this unlucky yeah, 13? Yeah, because obviously, like, do you think that Friday the 13th just happened, like, in the 80s? Like, no, the... Well, I don't know. I don't. So the, that's when those movies came out, the Jason movies, was, okay. like, either, like, yeah. late 80s, early 90s, right? Sure. It did not just start no, then. Like, no, and no. the number 13 was considered, like, unlucky before that. That's yeah. why the movies were even able to exist, right? Friday yeah. the 13th. So, in, again, in my research, which I also thought that this was, like, ir- ironic, um, the, like, earliest origins that they can find about, like, an association with 13 being unlucky is, like, a Norse myth where 12 gods are having dinner and a 13th one shows up and basically starts up some shit and arranges for someone to die. Judas. <laughs> okay, right? That sounds exactly like the Last yeah. Supper story. This Norse god story sounds just like the Last Supper story. Yeah. And so the exact same thing happens with the Last Supper. Jesus and his... Jesus and 11 disciples okay. were at dinner. Judas was the 12th disciple, but the 13th, 13th person yeah. to show up to dinner and betrays um, Jesus eventually... Also, what else was associated with that? It's like Jesus died on a Friday and then but the Thursday was like when the last supper took place and that was like on the 13th day of something. Okay, okay, okay. Also, there's a lot of association with 12 being like a perfect number. There's 12 months in a year. 12 hours. 12 hours and a half day or but <laughs> and yeah, there, there's more to it. Like twelve was Dozen. also like in the at like Aztec culture okay, okay. As, as like a um good number or something. And you know that has to do with obviously like the Tom Earth. Brady number twelve. Is he really? He is, yeah. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, you know, twelve months like the Earth rotates around the sun in twelve months, and so like there's I don't know why, but then like then like thirteen was like not divisible by anything and just like this shitty number it's a prime number it is yeah yes but so were a lot of things so it was one and three well, 11 17 I mean, yeah sure yeah. yeah and do you have any like negative association with that and by the way so like in western culture friday the 13th is bad luck but like in italy it's friday the 17th is considered bad luck is it really yeah <laughs> the more you know michael the more you know of just random shit Oh, women menstruate 13 times a year on average. That's disgusting. <laughs> but that could also be a reason why 13. Oh, I loved this one of why like 13 is considered a bad number. This will shit your brick. Um, they say that 13 letters in a person's name means the person is cursed. Oof. I've got 12. Was that first and last name combined? Yes. Okay, I've got 12. How, and how did you know that? off, Michael, as soon as I read that, I'm like, oh, shit. I wrote down all of our names and counted them out. I swear to God. Wait, what yours is for? Our, oh, because your last name. I'm doing your maiden name. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you're 11. And I'm 11. 10, okay. Portland's 12. 12 yeah. Okay. Drake is... 10. 10 yeah i'm 11 and you're 12 and i almost thought when i was like counting mine i'm like oh shit 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 i'm 13 i'm 13 like i like counted over and over again it's so weird and i don't know why does that like freak me out about the number 13 well you like one and three love the number one love the number three but okay so like i also remember and i've told you this before about like in sixth grade 
in middle school, we had lockers for the first time. Okay. And my locker number, I will remember, like, it, we had, like, a sixth grade orientation. So before school started, there was a day where we all had to, like, go oh, yeah. to, like, be oriented into middle school or whatever. And that's when we would find out our locker number. And my locker number, I remember the teacher, like, announcing it. Lauren, yours is number 13. Wow. And I remember, like, another classmate saying, oh, lucky number 13, out real loud. And the whole class laughed. Like, that, and, like, that, I'm like, oh, because I was, like, so nervous about my locker number. I wasn't, like, nervous, but I was like, oh, I hope it's not, like, a weird one. Or I wanted a top one. We had, like, half lockers. Mm -hmm. So people had top ones and bottom ones, and I wanted a top one. Did you ever get your revenge on that person who said that to you? No. Hmm, you should (laughs) have. I wonder what they're up to there's these no, days. Re- there's no revenge for that, but like I, I do. Oh, you're ugly. You could have said that to him. Yeah, but you know they could have said that to me. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but we we don't have any like 13 number letters in our names, but Oof. this includes. Okay, so that sounds like absurd, but like then the like thing that I'm reading that sounds absurd, whatever. But that uh, does like kind of fulfill itself when you consider. Charles, these are people who, like, have 13 letters in name. Charles Manson. Okay, which is funny. I will say this after I say all the names. But, like, a lot of these people, it's like, I've heard of their name, but I, like, could not tell you exactly who well, they I are. I got one. I'll see if you Charles saying. Manson, Jack the Ripper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Theodore Bundy, Adolphus Hitler, which was his baptismal name. Okay. Um, What'd he do again? Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. Theodore Bundy. So, like... So Ted Bundy, what he's like, these are all murderers, right? Well, yeah, you're saying mass murders, yeah. Oh, okay. But like, I don't remember like which, what exactly they did. Like, they all had their own like trend, right? Well, Manson had the call. He had like other people. He had people kill other people for him. Okay. Manson's like the OG of serial killers. I don't know. But Ted Bundy is just as famous. Charles Manson, Ted Bundy are. What did Ted Bundy do? What was his like trick? I well, thought, like, one of them, like, sent bombs in the mail. That was the Unabomber, and his name was Tim, or not, Timothy McVeigh was Oklahoma City bombing. The Unabomber's name, I don't know his name. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe that was, like, Ted Bundy. No, it's not. And, you know, okay, so every time I hear Ted Bundy or Theodore Bundy, whatever, everyone calls him Ted Bundy. Al Bundy. Yeah, I yeah. think of Al Bundy. I'm like... Do you want me to give you my 13? It was the opposite of your bad luck people. Michael Jordan. No way. Seven and six, so... There you go. That kills that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Michael. Should we talk about Michael Jordan a little bit? Because, again, he's not lucky. He's just good. He's just good. I would say he's unlucky to deal with that management of the Chicago Bulls. Jeez. <laughs> Bring his coach back, huh, Jerry Krause? No. Um, yeah, he was just good. He, he made his own luck. But who was lucky? Jerry Krause, the GM of the Bulls that two teams passed on Michael Jordan. For the Bulls to be able to get Michael Jordan at three was lucky. Two teams, you can't fault the Rockets that much. They did select a Hall of Famer and Akeem Olajuwon, and they got two titles with him when Jordan retired for two years. Akeem Olajuwon, who was number one pick that year. Now, looking back on it, they would have taken Michael Jordan, you know. Yeah. And But then um, the Portland Trailblazers are the ones who really effed things up. They took someone called Sam Bowie, who, as far as I know, didn't ever do anything in the NBA. And Michael Jordan was sitting there for him, but they took Sam Bowie instead. The Trailblazers took Sam Bowie. Again, the Trailblazers, to my knowledge, have never won. And the NBA title, they may have way back in the day, like Bill Walton. Uh, I don't know. 
Anyways. No one cares. Anyways. So, <laughs> Michael Jordan was not lucky. He was damn good. But, um, okay. But the timing with Nike and all that stuff, like, just him becoming, like, the number one athlete in the world, which he did, and may still be, if, if he's not still number one, he's, like, all-time top five and will always will be. But the timing of Nike and just the promoting of that and just the global expansion, that was all perfect timing, you know, on his ascension. So that there was some luck involved with that. Yeah, I yeah. for sure think that. And I wonder, like, if he thinks that he's lucky that he got picked by the Bulls. Because there's other, like, things at play. What if he did go to those first two teams that you mm-hmm. announced? And mm-hmm. the coach and him didn't have... Yeah, Chicago's a, you know... Chemistry. A top city in the, in the United States, obviously. Right. More so than, say, a Portland or even a Houston. Exactly. Uh, so. And there's so, like, all he could have had poor chemistry with all the players on those teams or the coach. And so there's other and things. There's other factors, for sure. Yeah, when something like that comes together... It's, it's, yeah, there's definitely some luck involved. I, yes, yeah. I would perceive yeah, that to be lucky. And when it's a team sport like that, yeah. And you look at someone like Tiger Woods, you know, he's like my only comp, comp to Michael Jordan in my lifetime is Tiger Woods, uh, from just the overall influential standpoint. Yeah. Um, pop culture, just everything. Um, yeah, he's just damn good. It's just him out there. Right. There's no other team. So it was just, it's just on you every time. It's just and Tiger comes through just like Michael did all the time. So, um, so that's interesting. I never really thought about. Yeah. So maybe there's more. There was a little bit more luck involved in Michael Jordan's journey. Well, I bet he would think so. Like, yeah. he would know his hypothetical scenario if he went to those teams. Mm-hmm. And just what would the chemistry like playing be like for him? Like you know, maybe does, he thinks is there a Scotty Pippen comp on those teams? Probably not. No way. Yeah. So and so that like just being lucky to mm-hmm. cross paths with Scotty Pippen mm-hmm. made I it's I think it's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No. That that was awesome documentary. Now tomorrow starts another documentary. Lance. I'll watch it, but it's not going to have the same cachet as this Last Dance documentary had for the last five weeks. No, but it will be interesting. Also, it's, it's, it, it, Lance is an interesting story. There's no, there's no doubt about that. So, and there you go about somebody who's you're kind of just competing with yourself against all other players in the they, field they that are all juicing as well. All juicing as well, but they had they, they had like teams though. There would be like five or six that are on the same cycling team. Yeah, uh, and also just cycling that's not even like what else i don't ever cycling's not a thing except when lance armstrong was doing it right for me i don't tour de france who follows that anymore that's still taking place whatever (laughs) oh my god it's so true why did that become why was it so interesting just because he was american and so then we're also yeah well this the cancer story the comeback of the cancer okay it was huge but i don't know how big he was he was bigger after that because then lives live strong was a huge organization yeah Uh, and then he started dating cheryl crow I do remember that as well. Like those are the two things I can probably like. What do you remember about Did Lance? Did she stop Ar- being a performer, a singer? Yeah, no, Cheryl I mean Crow? she's still. Yes, yeah, she's still singing. I liked her. She had a lot. I liked her a lot. But I don't think she's like blowing up a tour schedule. No. <laughs> and certainly not now. No one is. Well, no but 
Yeah, she probably just stepped back. She had her 90s moment and then... Early 2000s. I think yeah. A solid 10 years there where she was... Yeah, she was good. top 10 artist, maybe. Top um, 20 for sure. And it's like I can hear the song in the back of my head, but I can't sing lyrics for it right now. You're my favorite mistake. Yeah, there's something That's like that. That's a good that. one, yeah. Yeah. And there's good ones, too. Better ones than that. That wasn't even, like, my favorite song. All right, Michael. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we always go off on these, like, crazy-ass tangents. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's what makes it fun. The, the point is, is that when you're thinking about people being lucky or unlucky, that is completely your own decision of how... Yeah. Ducking lucky they are. Mm-hmm. And I like had this like epiphany where I'm like, this is great. Because actually I can decide and think arrogantly and uh, that's fine that I'm lucky. Yeah. And I like all that I have, I'm already lucky. I don't need to worry about what other people have or are doing or be distracted by that mm-hmm. and then think that, like, I don't have it as good. No. Like, no, absolutely th- not. it's so liberating to let yourself just be, like, thankful for what you have and just then, like, focus on, like, what can you give other people to Because be... there's people that are definitely less fortunate yeah less lucky than we are that is clear yes and so then it's just like then you can just like focus on what can you do to help mm-hmm. other people like who you would perceive to be maybe they're like completely happy but whatever like you have resources True. or things that you can provide to help other people yeah whether or not they need it or not but it's whether just, else they want it or not want it they, yeah. yeah and that is also just another like purpose to give yourself because it just can be challenging to you know live in our like culture and not think that like you know you're not number one you're not michael jordan you don't like either i can always be like better and bigger faster stronger richer is a lot like you know with like money and stuff joe rogan 100 million dollars Yes. Exclusively on Spotify. Exclusively on Spotify, which, which is why we are moving to Spotify. iTunes is dead. No. <laughs> but he, like, what do you think of that? Do you think he's lucky? No. I don't think he's lucky at all with that deal. I think that's all, right? Your own, he, like, hard he, work. He earned it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually a small amount. When I think about, like, all that he is, like, involved with. He's involved a lot. Right. And doing the consistency of how often does he podcast? I don't know. And like he does have a good podcast and it's like one of the originals. Um, I've probably only listened to my whole life, maybe 30 or 40 of them. For some reason, he he has such an array of people that he interviews. Yeah, um, that you're not always like interested yeah. in hearing it. But if you do just listen to them, they all are pretty interesting. Yeah, I just don't find the time for it. But um, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know. I need they they can be long. He he'll have like a three hour conversation with people sometimes. Yeah, and that's I don't. Yeah, I can't do that. Podcasts need to be for my like lifestyle an hour or less. Yep. Range. Because other. Yeah. No I don't way. know. Yeah. I agree. Because 
when when are you listening to podcasts? <sighs> Typically, uh, well, now there's a lot of walking that's taking place when I get to take the kids out to walk. <laughs> so then walk I'm, the kids, walk the kids, or then our when I'm working out at the gym. Yeah. So if I'm on a run. Likewise. Yeah. So or I like it. to listen into the morning, but then if it's an hour long podcast, I always cut it short. Yeah. Sometimes I'll throw one on in my car, my ride to work, but yeah. Do you, 15 minutes. Do you listen to the book of Caleb ever? I have. Yeah. Sometimes they're all right. Sometimes it's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Um, <laughs> what is the point? What's the point? Um, Why are these people saying these this, such opinionated the, Yeah, opinionated. Things? That guy's an asshole. He's going to get everybody sick with COVID-19. <laughs> Shut up, dude. I know. So. Oh, my gosh, Michael. We should close this. I'll give about five more minutes before we have to end this. But, like, you know, the current affair current status update we kind of highlighted shit's open at like 50 percent for businesses um, which it should be just zero or 100 what is 50 <laughs> that doesn't do anyone any good <laughs> and for like i it's very been very very hard to understand what would need to also change then to make it okay with 100 percent or it's yeah, when's, just when, like, when's 100 gonna be allowed i well i don't know there's that, a vaccine no listen well i don't know like when the proclamation the most recent proclamation ends but that will end and then it's like okay everything can go back to 100 percent in theory did you look at the numbers today didn't we have our highest day highest day of deaths okay so like which was like the previous highest day was probably like yesterday or the day before like we're still we haven't peaked yet right i don't we just had our highest day not in turn no, in Iowa, it's like we're in the number of cases per day, like I want to say around the 400s, and that's lower than our highest day. Our highest okay. day, I swear, was like six to 800 or something, but okay. um, no, it, it's nothing down or up significance, but it's good that it's in the 400s, right? Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't know, again, right? No one knows, first of all, what the F they're talking about. No, they don't. Not even Dr. Fauci. Right? Like, there's just, he can only give an opinion based on the data that he has for now. And that continues to evolve. Yes. And so, right, like, he could give a completely different opinion three months from now if there's enough data to, like, make that opinion. Mm -hmm. And, And it's an opinion. Yep. And so it's just like... Truly, well, I don't feel bad saying like my opinion about this because I know the only fact here is that no one knows what the hell they're talking about in all truth because no, there no. isn't enough data or there's just not enough to like be, oh, I'm going to be 100% right. You can just like say your opinion then, hey, I hope from three months now be like, see, I told you so, mm-hmm. but you don't effing know what no. you're saying now if that's gonna happen i just keep going back to this whole lifestyle choice like everyone knows like what the healthy lifestyle is and if you want to like make your you want to live as long as you can and be the healthiest that you can be for the longest amount of time we all know what that is don't drink don't smoke have a healthy clean diet exercise regularly everyone knows that most of us choose not to do all of those you know mm-hmm. so to say that we're just gonna be able to lock everything down to try to, you know, and keep the spread of germs so everyone can, these, the people that are susceptible to this, which is a very low percentage of the population, doesn't get it, is, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, if that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to, but that's not how society works, and society's never worked like that. So. 
And it's like you can no, only you be so responsible for the well-being of others. Yeah. And I there's nothing that like I can do that's really going to change that in the scenario that we're talking about now, which is like a spread of a like um, airborne flu-like virus in terms of the way it spreads and the way it's contagious and your symptoms and stuff. And so, you know, I am careful when I like comp- use the word term flu to like kind of compare it to, but that's kind of the closest thing that we have to compare it to. Well, yeah. Even though, yes, I totally understand it's technically different and can possibly be more deadly for people. But like... I am no more responsible and shouldn't have changed my lifestyle for the flu than I am for coronavirus because I'm just, I'm not going to stop other people from getting it Yeah. at the end of the day. It's not like um, I know that I'm HIV positive and I'm trying to transmit it to other people. That's like Mm -hmm. a different thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like with the flu and these other viruses and colds and stuff, like you either know you're sick or you're not like Mm -hmm. you can be carrying it either way and the only way that you're like responsible for like infecting other people is if you know that you have it and then you're trying to like cough on them sure and what do they say about the flu like after you recover from the flu like it's well known that you still carry it right the flu virus for at least a couple days or whatever 48 hours you're still contagious is what you're saying yeah right that thing i don't know how i don't know the like lifespan of how it is contagious from when you start to have it versus like after and you're better is what you're saying well like yeah you've you've gotten over your symptoms but you just got over the flu but you still carry like the virus and can spread it oh i don't think so i think it's only like contagious when it's like pretty active in you and you're having symptoms like and I'm not positive on that. I guess okay. maybe it's like you could be completely symptom free from the flu is what you're saying and then but still be able to transmit it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a thing. I like assume that when you're symptom free of the flu, like you've had symptoms and mm-hmm. then you've like gotten over them that like you your body's like fought it and it's not like an active virus to where it could spread. But I could be wrong. Maybe it like still has this mm. like lifespan. But so again, whatever. I still like if I'm symptom free, I'm not going to like then from the flu i'm not going to quarantine myself for three more days and no one ever has done that like because there's a vaccine which is good for one strand and there's like 10 different strands of the flu every season yeah just it's stupid the vaccine is not the end all career care all and just this is all stupid again i understand the hospital workers and like they're doing god's work and i give it up to them that's a very kind of small pockets around the country it's not like that across the country the majority of hospitals are not overwhelmed and have plenty of PPE. I'm right about that, correct? I know Iowa. Uh-huh. It's good. So. So not, what? I'm not, not trying to diminish what those, um, the people that are working like over like 24-hour shifts in hospitals in New York, or they were previously, and I don't think it's still going on. Yeah. And they, I mean, some people work, some doctors were committing suicide, um, which, I mean, what are the chances that may have just been unavoidable you know i don't know well there's probably more to the story than that then yeah you know uh this person committed suicide because of coronavirus like no you know that's a whole nother demonic uh 
area of that person's life or something. But, um, yeah, it will continue to be interesting. Uncertainty is the word of the year. Well, I think suicides are up and domestic abuse is up. No. Drugs and alcohol, whatever addiction, people that can't Domest- go to. Michael, domestic abuse numbers are like considered to likely be underreported right now. Okay, well, I mean, there's more of it taking place, I guess, or whatever. The, the, the help is not there like it normally would be. For people, for like, I don't know, battered women, places, shelters are closed and stuff like that, is what I'm saying. Well, are there, I don't know. You need to the, the not domestic, speak on that. The domestic abuse thing is an issue. It's a real issue right now. It's definitely being underreported. I always see hotline stuff on the bottom about domestic abuse now because it's becoming well, they, an issue. Yes, or they can, they are concerned that it's being underreported, right? That person who's like getting, having domestic issues at home isn't able to like go to work and possibly like have another like resource to help them escape there you go okay prove my point thank you but that's like a hypothetical (laughs) it makes sense it's very like logical to think that because like overall the cases of domestic abuse are actually low and same with child abuse Mm -hmm. and they're you know they're like thinking like oh it didn't just stop Mm-hmm. You know, but it's being underreported because the kids Not aren't going, going to school, to school yeah. and the teachers aren't able to like kind of witness it and be like, "Whoa, you yeah. know." There's all these other things. It's very scary that are taking place now because of this shutdown, lockdown. Yes, and we'll continue. Okay, so the other hot topic for me, especially, is the masks. You know, well, they're what, yeah. <laughs> I like we talked about this last episode too. Um, you know my best argument for it is like right like or that i've heard that makes sense right of why you would just wear one is like it doesn't hurt you so just do it for now like just like it this is what it is right now the culture and we have to like reassure the people who think that they're going to be infected and yes in theory you can be a carrier and possibly like infect someone who's choosing to go out in public who's like 70 years old placate to the germaphobes okay Sure. Germaphobes are people who are legit immunocompromised, but like still have to go out and don't have any other like resource to like get groceries mm-hmm. or whatever that circumstance is where they like feel like it's essential to like be out in public. Which happens all the time, every year, flu season, whenever. If you're yeah. immunocompromised and you go out in public any time of the year, whatever's going on, there's germs always out there in the air. I don't people realize that before coronavirus. Right. They didn't realize that people are just spewing out germs and stuff all the time human beings are just shedding stuff off their bodies all the time yeah and you're touching your mouth face all like a hundred times breathing all this crap all the time people didn't realize that before that's but apparently they didn't now they're wearing masks so that's wild it is wild because it's like i just what will need to change in our society culture right now for that to like go away without a vaccine Uh, which is really hard for me to grasp that that could potentially be okay we'll get we'll stop wearing masks once we have a vaccine no i do not want to wait that long no we because like so our restaurants which i have we have no fear of going to restaurant because of contracting the virus it's more it's 50 percent capacity and everyone's wearing a mask and it's just a very weird vibe and culture yeah it's the mask to me like implies to okay then it's like not safe for you to be here if i have to like wear a mask in order to like service you 
Yeah, but then when they go back to the kitchen and they take off their mask to communicate and touch like their that. mask to take it off. Sure, yeah. So that's why it's all just a for show, in my opinion. There's definitely uh, employers feel obligated to do that to yeah. like demonstrate that they're taking precautions, mm-hmm. and it's just that's not fair i feel like i wish that the government i guess you know who has to like be the end all be all to like decide this or communicate declare this has to say that an employer is not liable for a person contracting covid because they did or did not require the employee to wear the mask like i think the mask needs to be something to where it's like it's just it's your personal decision, which technically that is the case. However, like establishments feel obligated that they have to like require their employees to wear yes. masks and they have to require the guests in their mm-hmm. establishment to wear masks. No one, first of all, no one is like, oh, I want to wear a mask. Like everyone should wear a mask. Like they're not like excited about it is what I mean. Yeah, but they've, some people are, but okay. Most people. There's some weirdos out there that want to wear it oh for sure yeah okay whatever so that's great wear it but like no one's making them Mm -hmm. and um they're like businesses are making their employees wear them and making their guests wear them and it's not because they like necessarily even want to it's Mm -hmm. because they feel like pressured that they have to that they'll be looked down upon or irresponsible if they don't enforce or instill this yes and that's my that's my business that's my hotel right now that's most hotels most restaurants we have the cdc recommendations of wearing a mask we have it out there and then it's up to my employees i have masks available for all my employees it's not we don't require it um but it is preferred during check-in process that that the front desk employee is wearing a mask Again, when someone takes a phone call, the front oh. desk person has the mask off. Most of the shift they do have the mask off. Right. That you can't communicate very well with a mask over your mouth. Um, so again, it's very arbitrary. But yeah, when you're checking someone in, nine times out of ten, our front desk person is going to have the mask on, just for that you know sense of uh, security, false security, really, but security for for the guests. We feel obligated. Yes, yeah, so. you totally do. Mm-hmm. And it's so what the hell? Like, I just hope that everyone who's having to like experience that requirement in some level, whether it's where they work or where they like go frequently, or just they're not required to like, if you go to the grocery store right now, you're not required to wear a mask in the establishment. But like, there's probably like so many people that are that you almost feel like, uh, are people judging me because I'm not wearing a mask? And yes. And so then I feel like there's going to be people who are wearing a mask because they don't want to feel like other people are looking at them because they're not wearing a mask. Like, are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. we're, that cannot, we cannot have that be the reason why you're wearing a mask. No. Like, and that is what's going on right now. Before, uh, some people, yes. Yeah. A lot of people believe that they're not going to get it because of the mask or they're not infecting other people because of the mask. Some people actually and believe so that. And so you're going to wear it until there's a vaccine in 2021. Are you like you are not. No. This is what I'm saying. And I you are not responsible for somebody else contracting coronavirus no. at that level. No. So like 
free yourself and like don't feel like you're less um responsible or caring Mm -hmm. because you're not wearing a mask at the grocery store Mm -hmm. if you go up to somebody's face and sneeze on them on purpose then well, maybe yeah. you're responsible if you're in sick some if way. you have the cold you have the flu like always and you go out in public and you're spreading your germs then knowingly willing, willingly yeah, that's on you but that's duh and even if you're you know you have no symptoms and you're coughing on your hand and picking your nose and then touching mm-hmm. the fruit at the grocery store then you're responsible but like Mm-hmm. I, ju- I don't know. There, there's still going to be people running amongst us, regardless of a pandemic or not, who are doing that. Yeah. You know, that's why you wash your vegetables when you, you know, sure. before you eat them and your fruits and stuff, because you don't know where the hell that actually came from, and it could have been in somebody's like butt mm-hmm. for all Probably you know. Was, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so just, but that there's no control and there's no responsibility for anyone at that level. The social interaction of human beings is what makes us human beings and the society that we know it. So this is crazy. But anyways, here we are. I hope that the perception or judgment of masks or no masks lightens up and dissipates. Because if it doesn't, then... And there really is a medical essential reason to wear the mask... If that's really existing, then it's not safe for anyone to go outside. Exactly. Yep. And so then no one should be wearing a mask. You should all be like in lockdown yep. until a vaccine comes out. Mm-hmm. And since that's clearly not the case, then like, trust me, the masks are not like, um, they're a facade. It's a facade. Pun intended. These germaphobes should come to my gym. We're all breathing heavy and sweating and no one's wearing a mask, obviously. Not, you can't work out with a mask if you really want to have a good workout. People would lose their mind at my gym. Yeah, they would. And guess what? We're all healthier than everyone else. We're, we're ex- exercising and, you know, put a premium on, on our health and physique. So, anyways, yeah, I can't wait to get back to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> I know, right? Well, thank you, Michael, because, you know, at the end of the day. I also don't smoke or drink and watch my diet, but hey, who's, I don't really wear a mask, though. So. Lucky you. Sorry. Okay. Um,. The purpose of this episode, other than to get on our coronavirus <laughs> tangent, which happens because it's a current event and you cannot pretend and like record this and no. not acknowledge it. And so, but back to Andrew in, Luck, yeah, Go yeah, back. back to Andrew Luck. Even in pandemic, you have to decide what your like fortunate things are because luck is a subjective thing. And so if you are taking into account or perceiving things that you have and being like grateful for those, you're going to be way better off than like comparatively analyzing other people's lives and worrying about that and like you don't have this or that and this happened to you and woe is me and the world is like out to get me. What good is that going to do? Like, don't get down on that and just focus on, like, what do you have and, like, what can you be doing to improve the things that you, like, want? Decide what you want and then do what needs to, like, go in that direction. Yeah. You said it all, man. That's deep, man, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's someone someone else's line, I'm sure. But <laughs> it's Gump. No, it's it's all already been said. Yeah. So, with that... I'm going to end it with stay safe, 
stay healthy and wash your hands, please. Wash your hands.